Hi, what you doing? What the fuck are we getting into, my baby girl? About to make you this October 31st, call you my boo. We're good. Okay. Uh, welcome to another episode of Definitely I'm Not Gay, where I'm definitely not gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, today, I have uh, Heather Toledo, who um, is a lot of things. Um, I mean, I've, I've always known that, but you are. You do a lot of things. I do. You do. Um, actually, we're going to start with one of the things that I know you of, from. Sure. Four? That, four? Four? Yeah. Okay. And you're a grammar Nazi. That's good to add to the list. Um, <laughs> we're going to do a, a tarot card reading. Oh, yeah. Um, done on me? You? We can do it on anyone. Well, do you want to talk about your first tarot reading first? Oh, boy. Um, then we'll get into a new one. Was that when we met? Yeah. Okay. So a uh, little backstory. Um, jump in at any time. Uh, we met at a bar downtown where Heather was doing tarot card readings amongst other things, right? Or just tarot card readings? I think I was just doing tarot card readings at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I forget what, I think it was like a dollar for one tarot card reading or something. I think, no, I would not. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was like $5 Mm, for mm -hmm. a three card reading or something like that. It was cheap. It was affordable. And (laughs) I remember, I remember, oh God, I remember seeing it and just being such a skeptic and just kind of rolling my eyes and, you know, in my head, like, oh God. I think you did. That's what I was trying to remember on the ride over here. I'm like, did he sass me when I gave him his tarot reading? (laughs) Or like, did you question the whole time I was giving it? You wanted to know all the symbols behind everything. I'm like, this guy's fucking cheeky. Like, no. (laughs) That sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, no, I remember walking over to you and just asking you a bunch of questions and you're like, I remember you kind of being dismissive, not in that, like, like, look, dude. No, go ahead. (laughs) No, I was like, I think I was irritated. Yeah, I could see that. It's not new for me. I think I was irritated and then we started talking more. I'm like, okay, this is fine. He's just curious. He's not trying to be a dick. Yeah. Which, I mean, I'm used to. People mistake all the time. Um. (laughs) I bet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but I remember putting down however much it was, a dollar, five dollars, whatever it was. And you did the one and like an hour plus we were still talking. Mm-hmm. And I remember at one point you saying like, look, dude, I'm, I got to make some money. And yeah. then I had to I had to pull some money out. Like, OK, here you go. Here's 20 bucks. Keep going. Um, but I don't. Yeah, remember. that is what happened. Yeah. I was like, I have to. You either have to move along yeah. or stay here. Aw. That's okay. I'll pay the price. <laughs> um, so I don't remember the tarot card. I was just going to ask you, do you remember if it was no. good or not? Okay. I remember none of it. We'll do a tarot card reading at the end. Okay. That sounds yeah. good. Um, but yeah, I know you through that and we were talking a lot and you are educated in psychology. Yeah. What exactly is? I have my bachelor's in psychology from Whittier College. Okay. Where is that? California? That's California. Aha. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See, I know some things. Mm-hmm. Some things, um, but yeah, I learned about, and you also have training in therapy, like actual therapy. I was a behavioral therapist for Uh, a little while. 
So I was working with autistic children and working with them in their homes uh-huh. and helping um, the parents as well as like siblings or friends mm-hmm. keep the program running. Are you still doing that? No. No. <laughs> Why not? No. I got a black eye from a nine-year-old one time. Oh, my God. And I would come home with like teeth marks all over the place. Yeah. You got to deal with... I don't want to say unstable parents, but they have a lot on their plate. Oh, this is just from the parents. This is just like, yeah, this is yeah, this is just the parents, the bite marks. <laughs> wow, you know, my sister is a uh, a bus driver, and she does the special needs mm-hmm. kids. And she told me about this girl that rides on her bus every day, and that the girl would walk onto the bus, and he, she would, with the back of her hand, like her, the back of her fingers, she would swipe her cheek. Right, she would do that to people, and my sister, she's already kind of hesitant with a lot of these kids. Yeah, and so the girl would walk on the bus, stop at the driver's seat, and the first couple times, my sister said she just, uh, you know, braced for it very much so, mm-hmm. and the girl just would do it, and oh. she's like, oh okay, that's fine. After a time, she got used to it, and a couple weeks ago, the girl came on the bus. She did the whole the thing on her cheek. And then she wound up <gasps> and smacked her in the face. Ah. And there's nothing she can do. Nope. Not a thing. And she, like, oh. if I know my sister, she was just seething with anger. I bet. I'm going to get you, girl. Yeah. But there's nothing you can do. No. You have stories like that, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. I had a runner for a while. Mm-hmm. I had a runner for... I think I had him for four years. Mm-hmm. He would just bolt any second he was left alone. He would take off. We had so he lived in a cul-de-sac too. Yeah. He would go to the other fucking houses. Yeah. He would check to make sure and see if any of the doors were open. If the first one he found, he was in it. Re- what would he do? He would just go in their house, <laughs> anybody's house. All, most of his neighbors' houses were used to me walking in the house, uh-huh. like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry," and just apologizing and leaving. Like, and you can't discipline them at that point. You just have to, like, pick them up, no real eye contact, lead them on out, put you in your timeout when we get home, quiet about the entire thing. But, but so that's like, is that part of the behavioral training? That's part of the training, yeah. You can't really give bad behaviors any sort of attention that rewards them in some way, so. Like, if they do something. Anybody. Like, like you if- can use this on, like, bad friends or. <laughs> terrible lovers you know like if they're doing a certain behavior don't pay any attention to it just leave so like if you if you saw a little girl get on a school bus and smack the school bus driver laughing would not be i would just grab her hand yeah no attention whatsoever um probably if she's used to getting something pleasant at the beginning of her day not Uh giving her that and explaining Uh, to her why she doesn't get it do they get it yeah I feel like autistic kids understand a lot more, if not more than we might, because, but the only difference is that they can't like verbally communicate with us. That part of their brain isn't fully developed. But they can register the information. Yeah, they know what you're fucking saying and they know what's going on too. They can read body language and body movement. I'm sure they can hear the words. Mm -hmm. They remember them after a minute and the way that you say them. Have you ever met like some really talented autistic kids? Like they're amazing at one thing because i mean isn't that the idea that like it works like a balance you know you're if one part of the brain's like cut off there's got to be other parts that are getting more worked out and makes sense and what's it called yeah pumped up i don't know that works (laughs) (laughs) i had a little girl Uh from 
Shit, was she from Puerto Rico? Carolina was her name. Carolina. Mm-hmm. And her little brother, Elias. He, we ended up finding, just as I was leaving their case, he ended up having um, Asperger's. Oh. Yeah. His mom was a little hurt about that. But they're really bright kids. Huh. Very talented. I'm sure they're like 12 now. Wow. They were babies when I was working with them. Working with um, babies. But she was a really great artist, and she could play the piano. So artistically oh. gifted. Yeah, definitely. And mathematically gifted for the other one. But everything else is shit. No, everything's fine. It's just they don't know how to really communicate their needs mm-hmm. and let things go. So those are why the tantrums break out. That's why any sort of like negative behavior happens. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, we actually have a mutual friend. Um, I won't mention his name in case he listens, but um, he, oh God, um, a friend of ours that we worked with, he gave us acid. He just gave us acid for free. And I still haven't done acid. You haven't? No. It's pretty great. Um, <laughs> or so I've heard, <clears throat> mom. Um, but he he his daughters. He's got two daughters, uh-huh. and he took them to uh, like a Chuck E. Cheese, right, for their birthday. And he chose then to do it. No. Yeah, and he did. He, he <laughs> did it. And he said, "Oh man, it, it was it was amazing. It was it was really fun. I was having such fun with the girls." And then he hit a point where he had some sort of uh, moment of clarity. And he he just he stopped he, he he started googling his like symptoms his whatever he perceived his symptoms to be, and by the end of it he's like oh man I have Asperger's and I never realized it, and when he mentioned because like I, okay I feel like that's dangerous for you to do for yourself though because I could be autistic then uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah me too I, I feel like it. I articulate myself fairly well though yeah, right yeah. <laughs> yeah you're good Scott sounds good I can I. Yeah. Yeah. I heard from a friend of mine who works at a school, an autistic school, uh-huh. um, that says that everybody is part of the spectrum. part of the spectrum. Okay, hmm. that makes sense. Just that somebody's a little bit more on, on that on the yeah on the spectrum than others. Okay. Huh. Like farther to the extreme. Yeah. Either you're really most of us are probably in the middle. Then they're a little bit yeah. further yeah. out. They're just. Right to one side or the other. Um, well, with, with our mm. friend uh, in particular, he started mentioning stuff like, "Oh, I'm really uncomfortable socially," which is true. I mean, I've known the guy; he's got to be what twenty eight now. I've known him since he was sixteen. So, and we've been through all kinds of stuff together, and he's still like awkward around me. Yeah, I don't know if that's like a symptom of Asperger's mm-hmm. that they're just socially awkward and uncomfortable, and he gets anxiety being around people. If you don't have particular skills, like if you didn't really know what to do to talk to somebody, how would you feel? Like, that's true. Oh, poor thing. No, he's he's an he's asshole. fine. Yeah, he's, he's an fine. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be friends with him if you weren't. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that's true. Like diagnosing yourself, that's kind of a that's scary to do. Which I've done. I've done. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, countless times. Scott, I'm sure you've done that too. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he has. Um, Especially going to that school, it was kind of like yeah, kind of question it. Yeah, what school? This is in Atlanta. Um, there's a there's a school in Atlanta that uh, this father had a son that had um, that was autistic. Mm. And there was no school that he can take him to because every pr- public school 
if you are autistic, they just tip, get put them in a class, that's mm-hmm. it, but they don't really teach them anything. They just kind of like babysit, but pretty much. Yeah, and then that sucks. He fund he was able to get a funded school, like a create an organization in order to bring uh, people within the spectrum to or autistic autistic children to mm-hmm. join the school and be able to actually learn learn something actually learn to be able to go get a job right go to college be able to actually get an education or Aww. better their lives that's good i mean uh, that's th- awesome that would be ideal that's for, kind of like, the program that we offered if Sorry. you can if you can no, no no if you can figure out like uh well, because I mean, I, I suppose I just I assume that anyone with autism they have a talent of some sort. If like a school for autistic kids, where you kind of figure out that what that talent is and kind of all of this, and, and, yes, all of this. <laughs> I, I suppose that's true. I that's mean, true for all of us. Yeah, that's true. I haven't quite figured mine out yet, but we'll get there. Um, so anyway, um, we had. What am I getting? Oh, the uh, the therapy. Mm-hmm. So uh, one thing, obviously, that we did was when we talked that night after we met. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's what we did. Yes. I forgot all about that. I did not. <laughs> I mean, I think we've had, we only had a, a few sessions, but uh, Heather was my uh, therapist. And anytime I describe this, I always tell people like, yeah, you know, I go to a therapist. Uh, we meet at bars. But... <laughs> But it's fine. We both need to loosen up. Um, but I remember that uh, in particular, because I've been to tons of therapists, um, and that was probably one of the ones that I felt most comfortable doing. Um, Wait, with me? Yeah. Oh. I think we talked about this, too. Yeah. You felt yeah. more comfortable. You felt more in control. Sure. Which is like, I, I suppose that being a central issue for me is the control, mm-hmm. you know, because just feeling out of control. but. Anyway, enough about me. Um, you were different after it, though. I felt like you were like, no, I got this. Yeah. Before you were like, I don't know. After that, you're like, no, we don't really need to. I think I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I've maybe I've reverted back to that because I'm, I'm kind of that. In the, you're back there again. Of that mentality. That just, okay. Nah, it's cool. It's, it's fine. Well, I, I mean, I, I've almost, I feel like I've come to terms with the kind of... Mm, obsessive or uh, manic states that kind of like define me that are cyclical in my life and that oh they're going to be here and that's okay mm-hmm. you know what I yes. mean instead of just like oh I hate this so much how do I what do I do to stop this etc cetera, etc cetera. you can't no you can't I've learned that I feel like I had this moment smoking weed of course mm, like of course a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. where it's like um you are never going to escape the cycle. It's just going to be you have to get faster at it. How do you fast, mean? Like just recognizing when something's wrong. Uh-huh. Don't dwell on it. Like what's the next thing you can do? Nothing. Yeah. Or is there an immediate action that you can take? Nothing mm-hmm. is also an immediate action. But just like react to it or don't. Right. And just kind of if you don't react to it. Don't let- worry about it. No point. That's a tough one. See? Yeah. But it takes practice and that's right. what makes it fast. The cycle a lot faster for you is uh-huh. being able to recognize like, okay, if I worry about this, this is a lot of energy I'm wasting. So are we going to constructively work on this issue or are we going to uh-huh. fucking like drown ourselves in I, which, the I mean, question of what could be, 
You don't know. I'm used. You never I'm, know. Even with like, when you plan something, it doesn't necessarily work out exact, right? That's true. And sometimes it works out better that way. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm used to drowning. I could hold <laughs> my breath for a really long time. <laughs> um, but it's 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 funny you mentioned that because there's just I I I recently. It's terrible. <laughs> I recently spoke to uh, somebody about this. I think my brother and I had a while back. So I have this friend who's a who's a stand up and he his jokes are really dark. Hilarious guy. Mm-hmm. Really funny guy. Um, and I recorded a podcast with him and uh, his podcast partner. Um, and on the drive home, I started talking about like death a mm-hmm. lot because it's it's something that I feel like I think about. It's something that I do think about every day. Um, but what part... Okay, sorry. Let, continue. Oh, okay. Um, well, and so, like, I know his jokes. I know his material, and it's very dark. A lot of it has to do with death. And so I started speaking very bluntly to him about it. And I could see at one point he started kind of getting weird. And I started getting self-conscious about this. And the next day, I uh, for work, I um, I drove out to California with one of my coworkers and I just obsessing about this idea all night. And when uh, I saw her in the morning, I and, and mind you, I this is the first time I'm meeting this girl. I asked her like, "Hey, how often do you think about death?" And in all its forms, you know what I mean. And she's like, "Oh, maybe three, four times a week or something. I don't know." I asked her to put a number on it, and I think the four hour ride. We just like I wouldn't shut up about it, and it's <laughs> at <laughs> at this point like. I still think about it just as much. And this is what I was talking to my brother about. I still think about it just as much, but I don't mention it out loud. And I feel like mentioning out mentioning it out loud has helped me to kind of let it be a passive thought. You know, like mm-hmm. it's going to be here. Takes it's, the fear away from it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think definitely obsessing about it and thinking about it a lot has kind of uh, broken it down to where it's not such a scary thing. It's it's inevitable. Has it always been scary for you? Mm, it's... I wouldn't say that it's always been scary for me, but there was certainly a time where I was concerned. It's nerve-wracking, yeah. Yeah, and kind of like, uh, why am I thinking about this so much? You know what I mean? What's it? Let me explore this, and then it's just like a rabbit hole. You go down Yeah. And, ugh. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm better now. <laughs> <laughs> or not? Who knows? I don't oh, know. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Uh, shit. What was I gonna say? It's about you talking about death, of mm-hmm. course. Which is a normal thing that but people talk about. But what about it scares you? Is that what I was gonna ask? I think so. Um, it's. Or what about it did scare you? You've accepted it now. Mm-hmm. What parts of it have you accepted that allow you to be um, passive about it? I guess how it's going to happen. Not necessarily when, but that it will. And this is, well. Have you read your natal chart? I don't know what that is. So. There's this thing in astrology that mm-hmm. tells you like all your different like signs. Uh-huh. So the reason why as a Sagittarius you're different from like uh 
another Sagittarius is because of the time you were born and where you were born. Like the planets and the right. stars all aligned in different ways gives us a different like recipe for who we are. Which is something that I always thought was like, oh, that sounds like bullshit. And, and before talking to you about it and then you kind of giving me a different perspective on it is like, oh, OK, I can see how that works. Yeah. I'm not the same as every Leo. You're definitely not the same as every Sagittarius. Uh-huh. Like in like the one I'm thinking of right now, mm-hmm. he thinks a lot. He doesn't talk about it at all, though. You love talking about it and articulating yourself sure. in terms of like what's going on in your head. He'll shut the fuck up. He's not gonna say <laughs> nothing about it to nobody. Yeah. So depending on like the time you were born and where you were born mm-hmm. and the day you were born, that gives you a different makeup of who you are. Where I was going with this though is your natal chart tells you how you're gonna die. Really? <laughs> or told me how I was gonna die. I haven't read anybody else's. I'm gonna be exhausted in a foreign land and I'm gonna die. Wow. Traveling. I have to look this up. Yeah. What is this? I have a pen on me. I think it's astrology, Astro Cafe or astrologycafe.com. So, yeah. Um, it'll tell you your, your immediate sun sign, which you know. And then it'll also tell you your moon sign mm-hmm. and your rising, how you deal with fights, how you communicate with people. What did you call it? The natal? Natal charts. Natal charts. Explain a little more while I uh, go relieve myself because I've had too much to drink. <laughs> When's your birthday? Oh, on Christmas? Mm -hmm. God, that must have sucked. Did he? Mm -hmm. That must have sucked. Did it? I mean, you share a birthday with Jesus. I mean, who's gonna? Who's more important here? Um, I always thought that was shitty for me because my birthday's on December twelfth, and uh, you know my birthday always got kind of grouped in with like. With Christmas, I guess. When is your birthday? The 12th oh. of December. Yours got grouped in with yeah. Christmas? Yeah. That early? I had seven kids in my family. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I remember once, oh, God, I was so bummed out. For Christmas, I got a tie. <laughs> I'm bad <at> socks. <laughs> Me too. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I like socks. Socks are good. There's nothing. Are they fun socks no, or are they just the plain white ones? Plain white socks. Oh, no, you're like 10. Wow. No, that sucks. Yeah. That's a bummer. When you're 16, what? No, actually, what age were you when you started appreciating those gifts? I'm like, fuck yes, she got me socks. I need them. So I. I so <laughs> Last year. <laughs> my family, my medium family doesn't celebrate Christmas. Uh-huh. We're Jehovah's Witnesses. Get out! I didn't know that. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm dating an ex-Jehovah Witness. He was kicked out because he was terrible. They asked him to leave. Wow. (laughs) What did he do? He just hated it. He would go out and he would sneak out a lot at night to Uh go hang out with his older friends. Yeah. How old was he? He was still in high school. Like, I feel like his entire childhood existence was him rebelling against that because he's like... I guess his dad didn't have to practice. Uh-huh. Why? His dad chose not to. Uh-huh. But his, but he supported whatever the mom wanted to do. So he's like, you got to go. And he's like, I fucking hate this. So he would just sneak out every night. Yeah. He was a bad kid. I'm, I still I still practice. It's, I'm like... Really? Yeah. Really? You believe in Jesus? I'm a... I do rebel, but I rebel in like my own little way. Because mm-hmm. I'm... I'm 
I'm old enough to know what is what. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to go out and, like, do drugs and, like... Get crazy. crazy. Yeah. And that's why I hate hanging out with Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why everybody... No drugs again? <laughs> Fun! <laughs> but, like, there's, Aww. like, things that I... I still go to our meetings and I do... I still do everything. Wow. Aww. So, uh... When's Scott gonna die? I need to know. Was it PM or AM? AM. You like waking up early? I do. Good. And where were you born? Bellflower, California. Oh what? Mm-hmm. Bellflower. What is that? It's a flower. Thank you, Scott. Shape as a <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. Okay. I'm interested to know how Scott's gonna die. 653 a.m. Bellflower. Shit. Fuck. What is that? Autoerotic asphyxia. Oh my god, Scott. You pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Boy. I wonder how I'm going to die. But I feel like I, well, I, feel like I know. Um, but I am still interested to see what, uh, what this is. How you die. Yeah. I'm going to look it up really and it's cool. going to say, you know. Your like, moon's in Leo, and you're you're a double Capricorn, so your sun's in Capricorn, and your rising is in Capricorn, and your moon's in Leo, so you have a very like mm. reactive way of thinking. Do you obsess about things on occasion, I emotionally, guess. especially if your ego's hurt in some way? I oh. guess, yeah. Not a lot, but it's on your mind a lot more frequently than you'd like. Let's see how you die. <laughs> <laughs> That's that what this is all so, for, right? Sounds so funny. That's pretty bold. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know how specific it is, but I mean, even so, even like a general prediction is pretty bold. You're intuitive and sensitive. Mm-hmm. You have sta- strange relationships. Are you easily influenced, of sensitive and emotional? I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. Silence equals yes, for the most part. Ideas are somewhat changeable. Your humor as well. Travel, sea voyages, and work connected with the sea might really benefit you. What would benefit him? Anything that has to do with the ocean, apparently, and traveling. Mm. You need to get out. I am. Are you? Oh, that's right. He's going. He's going to be in Japan in uh, what? A month? In a week? Holy shit! I just read this right now. Uh, You're gonna die in Japan. Problems <laughs> abroad or with foreigners or flight abroad and exile. So be careful while you're there. Don't fuck with paraphernalia. Don't do it, Scott. Don't. Maybe he'll die out there. That'll be sad. Be- way to go. Yeah, that'll be sad because who's gonna set up my equipment for me? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, let me read one of your houses to you. It's His house? Yeah, so there's different. There's 12 houses because mm-hmm. there's 12 planets. And mm-hmm. So there's 12 different areas. There's 12 different areas mm-hmm. that are... Um, there's 12 different houses. There's 12 different, like, 
I don't want to say archetypes, but mm-hmm. are they are are the twelve houses? Are they social things that we all go through? So Mercury, obviously, when all of us hear Mercury is going in retrograde, it's not fun for us because our communication systems are down. There's mm-hmm. a lot more um, fights that happen because people aren't really understanding where mm-hmm. one person's coming, and also the other person's not really able to articulate themselves fully. So Mercury stands for communication. Venus stands for relationships. Mm-hmm. Mars stands for like fighting and things like that. And there's different signs that go into each of these 12 houses because there's 12 months too. So depending on how you talk, you might talk like a Leo. And so your communication might be a little bit more bold. Mm -hmm. It might get hurt easily. It might be a little bit more emotional. It might hold on to things like I asked you earlier, do you hold on to things and think about them a little bit more often. So mm-hmm. yeah, depending on what sign is in which which house and which planet it's working with, overall depicts how you communicate and translate yourself in the world or how you love or how you fight yeah. or how you do your deal with finances and things so, like that. As far as like therapy, is that like <laughs> would that be a, a beneficial tool um, because it's indicative of a person before you actually go into a therapy session to like say, hey, when what sign are you, et cetera, et cetera, and you do your research, like okay, it, it, I, I guess is it um, is it okay to do that because it almost seems like if you went into it um, looking this up about X person, it might give you some insight into who they are, or it could be. <laughs> You're trying, you're, 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 like there's preconceived notions about yeah. this individual because not everybody adheres to their 12 not houses. Every, not, even the natal chart itself, like I wouldn't even like take this as a final say in who you are. Mm-hmm. If there's some things that resonate with you, cool, learn mm-hmm. from that. But if there aren't anything, if there isn't anything at all that resonates with you, I've done this for a couple people and they're like, this doesn't sound like me at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Whatever parts are beneficial to you, just take that. If nothing really says anything at all, fuck it. So it's it's like a nurture versus nature thing. Yeah. What do you think is stronger? Like which is the uh, dominant? I don't. I, Did it, does it depend? I don't want to be an asshole, but I don't think a lot of people really know themselves uh-huh. because there's not too many people like to do. You agree? Nope, <laughs> most definitely. Yeah. yeah, not too many people really are honest with themselves. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of. Um, archetypes or behaviors that people have taken upon themselves because it's more socially acceptable within their family or within their friends and if you do this long enough you like you kind of like delude yourself you are Mm -hmm. who you perceive yourself to be all the while suppressing who you really are yeah okay and I feel like that takes a lot. Once there's a point where it just no longer works, because mm-hmm. I honestly feel like there's a higher consciousness. We don't even need to talk about in terms of like spirituality, but if there's a core essence to us mm-hmm. and we're trying to work with that so that our being gets here and is able to survive appropriately, right. then something's going to break down at some point. And you need to really like, I feel like the people who fail. Yeah. Pretty hardly. Sure. Are the definitely people you who, agree. who yeah of course yeah. Uh, very few people in this world have uh, any self awareness no and the the only there's no time too <sighs> what are you gonna do I at work from nine to five and then I'm gonna get fucked up after work because I'm tired yeah I don't know I, I I this society doesn't allow you any room to grow well but see okay. unless you're actively about it yeah but people will call you erratic and crazy because you're doing that. <laughs> 
I have a, I, well, yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time. I'm sure you feel I've gotten erratic and crazy often. Oh, yeah. Everybody needs to. Mm-hmm. I think, I think anyway, because, I don't know. You, but when you hear those things from your peers, then uh-huh. you're sh- you, I feel like you shudder away from that idea of like even trying to continue moving on and growing. Well, to, to bring you, to call back that that idea yeah. about thinking about death, like oh shit, this person doesn't think about it as much as I thought he did, yeah. so I can't be as open. But I mean, I'm still open about it. Mm-hmm. I'm still very much open about it because, but I think that's partly because I I tend to obsess, so it's on my yeah. mind anyway. Yeah. So it's gonna come out. But the reason why you're obsessing, I think, is because you that's important to you. Right. And you're trying to unravel that question and you're asking other people for help. And instead of them seeing that as like you asking for help, they're like, oh, my God, why is this guy talking about this so much? <laughs> yeah. They take it personally. It's like has nothing to do with you. Oh, yeah. And that's the whole point. And, that, and I don't think a lot of people are able to do that in a conversation. Like, mm-hmm. This person's crazy. Yeah. Whenever you vent. Yeah. It's but even it's like don't take it so personally. Yeah. Shut the fuck up and listen to me. Yeah. People don't take that well though. No. Because I mean most people haven't they don't go to that place. You know, they uh they identify a certain way usually by societal standards or what they think are the right societal standards and they envelop themselves completely within that prescribed or subscribed personality. Mm-hmm. And that's who they are. So, but I mean, dude, life happens, you know, and, and, and life is, is so impartial. You're going to hit that point in your life where it's, oh, shit, this is not, this doesn't mesh well with who I thought I was. Who am mm-hmm. I? And, you know, you just kind of either, you either self-reflect or, and, and figure it out, or you kind of, you throw some more putty on that and, you know, seal the cracks. Goes back to that whole cycle thing. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, this is a problem for me. Can I hold on? Do I need to hold on to this mm-hmm. and listen to it for a minute? Or yeah. can I let this go real quick and like jump on to the next lesson? Right. Yeah. People are the worst. Yeah. They're the worst. Um, <laughs> but, but we did uh, we did a few therapy sessions. Um, and I think a lot of them, a lot of them turned into conversations like these, just speaking very generally about uh about people or or the human mind anyway yeah where therapy should be kind of specific right right i mean you're not fixing the world you're trying to fix yourself No, you're trying to fix yourself yeah i guess that uh that's probably one of my biggest faults is that uh i tend to like but what do you have to fix oh boy let me go get you have to fix it um, this is going to turn into a whole other rabbit hole. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, yes, yes, and no. Um, yeah. So when I was single, what's I, wrong with the way you're already working? Um, okay, so here's one thing. Uh, there's a guy I work with, um, and he's such a Type A personality. You know what I mean? This guy is, and and I've met plenty of Type A's. You know where they have that tunnel vision where. They want to get to this place, mm-hmm. and they'll do whatever it takes to get to that place. And I admire that a lot. This guy, he's the same way, except he doesn't live in that tunnel vision. He takes things as they go. You know what I mean? Like on his way from here to there, mm-hmm. he rolls with the punches. And I admire that so much. That's more fun. How do you mean? Like if you're rolling with the punches and you're I, not really holding on to anything, I, I, like you can enjoy the moment more because there's probably some things within that uh-huh. um, detour. Yeah, 
I agree completely. And that's and that's the thing where I've always had this idea that it's either somebody like me who can be really just scatterbrained or somebody who's a type A. But this guy's like he's both. B- both. And I would love to be like that. Hmm. I would love to be more like that. Um but I mean, I'm I'm not naturally like that. So it takes a lot of effort to be that. Even with this, doing this is it, it takes a lot of effort, but really not much. You know what I mean? It's just practice. Like earlier how we were talking, like before we started, I'm like, get into your persona or get into your whoever you would be. Right. And the character. Like, That's who I am and I'm like We'll change it a little bit so it makes it more fun and you don't take it so personally. That's it's true. kind of the same idea. If you want to be like him, mm-hmm. think like him. Um, oh, God. I'm going to stop because I'm going to go down a whole nother route. No, that's okay. This that's okay. No, but, well, but, well, this guy in particular, I and here's the thing. I'm, I've spent quite a bit of time. So, like, the job I, I had I just ended, like, a week ago, I traveled every week to a different city mm-hmm. and we would set up events. And so I, for four or five days out of the week, I lived with this guy. And so I got to see him up close and part of him, part of his personality, part of who he is intimidates me. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of hesitant to open up to him, but I really try to do it because I want to absorb what he has going on. Exactly. Um, some it's like of, identifying with an archetype. Mm-hmm. So we'll use a church, for example. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to identify with God or Christ because they want to be a certain way, correct? Right. You would do the same thing. So you'd start doing like certain things that this guy would do in order to live that kind of life as well. Well... It's funny that you mentioned that because there's one thing in particular that I think I've I've definitely absorbed from him. And it was, uh, geez, it was maybe a few weeks ago. We were um, in Atlanta and uh, we had this, this really cool, amazing house. Um, and there was a lake in the backyard, right? Mm-hmm. And just by myself, I, I sat in the lake just, you know, kind of sitting in the water and, I, and, and kind of breaking this sort of stuff down. And I thought, you know what he does? He and I mentioned this earlier when I was describing my friend Oliver. I said he walks with a purpose. He he never looks like he's lost. He never looks like uh, what's, what's going, going on? on. Yeah, he he looks like he's got something to do and he's going to go do it. And I started like kind of absorbing that idea. Walk with a purpose. Walk with a purpose. Not necessarily literally walking, but act with purpose right you know and that's something i've i've tried to you know instill in myself but it's hard it's hard for you because you always go off on tangents yeah you're like oh this question let's see where this goes yeah but that's part of like that that's part of who you are maybe that is you being focused that's true it could be but like like i said i i to uh, i really appreciate that sort of that you know He's got a goal, but he's going to roll with the punches mentality. I like that. But me personally, I know like, okay, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go do this. And then something interesting happens along the way. And I'm, oh, what what about this? You know, let Mm -hmm. me find out more about this. And let me, you know, figure out what it is that I like about it, blah, blah, blah. 
and I end up kind of hitting that detour. Staying there for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And then I either lose interest in the original goal or I stop caring. When was the last time you meditated? Oh, boy. Meditation helps with that a lot. Oh, God. I, because then at least you're more present with an idea. Yeah, that's true. You have true. to stay present with an idea. Mm-hmm. So when you're here, you're like, okay, I got this to do for the day. Oh, look, a fucking pretty idea. Let's see where this goes. No, 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 no. Remember, stay here. Yeah. We'll see where that goes for a little bit. Stay here, though. Or, like, give yourself a time limit on your thoughts. You ever do that? Um, I did for some time the meditation thing. Because I remember when we did the therapy sessions, that was something that you definitely yeah. pressed on me to meditate and i haven't done it in so long and it's so difficult to do mm-hmm. it just 20 minutes sound feels like uh 20 days it feels like it just 15 is fine or 15. 10 do five do seven minutes seven minutes might hurt but what yeah why seven minutes would because you don't want to do it you're like god can this be over i have other things to do yeah that's why it hurts I could see But that. you need to remember to let that go because it doesn't matter right there at that moment in time. The whole idea is for you to be able to have enough stamina so you can maintain that thought afterwards. Like, okay, I have to do this. Yeah. Because you're not going to hold on to it once you're out of the meditation. You're going to be like, okay, I have to do this. I'm also going to go get a cheeseburger for some fucking reason. <laughs> I don't know. You know, like you're going to divert in some way. So yeah. it's easier for you to stay on that because you're like, fuck, I already devoted myself to this amount of time. That's true. This hurt me physically, and it will hurt you physically because it's hurt me physically. I'm like... Speak, speaking of divert, I have to pee again. I do, too. You want to hit pause? Let's hit pause. Yeah, let's hit pause. <laughs> uh, and we're back. <laughs> Took a collective pee break. Yeah. That was good. Talked about traveling a little bit. Where's the last place you traveled, Heather? The last place I traveled... Besides here. Was Page, Arizona. That was for the... Um, that was for a production. And you okay, so you're doing production. What what sort of production work are you doing? I'm just doing PA work. That's so, fine with So me. carrying shit. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Drove people on the last production that we worked on. That was cool. It was for this company. I think they're called Four Block. Mm-hmm. Um, what they do is they take veterans and they get them into civilian jobs. So mm-hmm. The talent that we had, it was his director's son, and he was special ops in the Army, and he transitioned into being a fire, fire, firefighter mm-hmm. for Page, Arizona, yeah. Wow. Have you ever done any therapy for uh, PTSD? No. My dad has PTSD. Really? Yeah. From what? Vietnam. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty... He's just getting help for it. Just now? Just now. Has he ever, like, has he given you stories? Like, has he mentioned anything to you? Oh, yeah. He used to watch... He still watches documentaries about Vietnam, like, almost every night. (laughs) Growing up, like, that's all you would hear. That's all I would hear going to sleep is just, like... Wow. Commentary from whoever, whatever actors on for this episode, yeah. So he's, he's nostalgic about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably, I mean, I'm sure anybody who went to Vietnam during that time is probably a very defining thing for them. He keeps reading more things and hearing more things. I think the last time I saw him, he broke down because he just realized that while they were overseas mm-hmm. and he, he was, they weren't, they were given orders not to open fire on the enemy until the enemy opened fire on them. Oh. And so... 
with that, during that time, I guess the National Guard was, um, God, what college was it? It was a pretty prestigious college, mm-hmm. or at least you've heard about it before. Um, but the National Guard was shooting uh, students who were protesting. During oh, the same God. Time. That, what? Kent. Uh, Kent. Yep, that's mm-hmm. Kent State. Kent, yeah. Where is that? Texas? Is it Texas? It Sounds was, like it. It was in the United States. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, so that was something he recently reminisced and shared with us about. He's like, I can't believe that we weren't allowed to open fire. And then people here back home right. were like fighting for us and fighting for the poor Vietnam people who were being killed. Yeah. Ohio. Ohio. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Um, wow. And I'm sure he's told you some stories. Yeah. Some pretty like shit that he's been through. Yeah. His buddies dying. Yikes. Watching them die. And Yikes. Those are teary moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could think of a few buddies I'd like to die. Oh. <clears throat> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, Man, I can't imagine what that'd be like. It's a, I mean, you bring up the Kent State thing where that was definitely like a, I mean, I, I don't That's know. That's an iconic. Yeah, event. Event for all of us, yeah. Well, um, do you think protesting has gotten different? Because, I mean, obviously there's a lot of protesting these yeah. days. Yeah. I'm so? going to use the Women's March and for a good example. I think it's absolute bullshit. It's How not so? a Women's March. They round up a bunch of women in a fucking stadium and uh-huh. here's your rally. Nobody sees you. <laughs> You're not causing a problem. Right. Oh, so that's, I, guess, I suppose that, that's, that's true. That's a problem with protesting for me, at least. Yeah. I don't feel like I see actual protesting unless the cops are involved. Like, mm-hmm. uh, one that's coming to mind right now is when the people were, pro- I don't even know what the fuck they were protesting about. <laughs> But I, it was a big enough talk because it shut down traffic in L.A. on the freeway. Oh, people were standing on the... They uh, were walking on the freeway, I think. Oof, yikes. I don't remember what they were protesting. I've like, seen... People should do shit like that. Yeah. Fucks up your day. People are going to pay attention. That's true. That's a good point. Sure, it'll ruin whatever they think is important at that time, mm-hmm. but... If you think about it, we need more shit like that. Yeah. Did you go to the Women's March? Yes. That's why I'm really disappointed in it. Why? I don't think we were there very long either. Because nobody's seeing you. It's uh-huh. kind of stupid if you think about it. It like was downtown? Women's March, it's only women. Uh-huh. It's, I forget which stadium it was at. It was out here in Henderson. Um, it was almost like a meeting. Was it the Boyd? No. Sam Boyd is uh, near downtown. Okay. I don't think it was that one. It was further out. It was by off of um, Auto Show, I think. Oh. Sunset. Yeah. Way out there. Not even close. Let's keep you guys out there. That should Women's March should have been done all downtown. Uh-huh. Walk through the streets right in front of the uh, judiciary system, in front of the jail, right. I think. Like, all of that should have been real loud. And I think that's how it was the first year. But this year, this recent year, it was... Do you think it makes a difference? Corralled. Yeah, nobody's seeing anything. Oh, cute. You have your little women's rally. <laughs> That's true. I guess it, it, it makes it uh, insignificant. And the point it is does. to be significant, to make, uh, to make waves. Civil I get it. Disobedience is needed in order for something to be like yeah. heard. Yeah. You don't... <sighs> I have um, varying opinions on guess. I guess on protesting, it a lot of it seems like even the stuff that's like loud enough to be heard, 
it, it's it, it's not that loud. It's not even that it's that loud. It's that like, okay, I don't either either side. I don't care. Like it, it just doesn't like. It seems like this to me. It's a lot of talk. It's a lot of talk, but a lot of not taking responsibility. Yeah. Where, and I think, dude, taking responsibility starts with the self, uh, personal responsibility. Um, I believe very strongly in the idea that, you know, being the change that you mm-hmm. want. Um, and, and if not, like, dude, you're living your life. You know what I mean? You're not living everybody else's. Yeah. It's like, I, I have I have a problem with the idea of people... Like shoving this in your face, like this is how things should be. Uh, therefore, this is how you should be. I was just gonna talk about that. Yeah. yeah, which is a big problem for me. Yeah, especially when they're like, "This is the right way to do it, and right, you should right, right. do it this way." And it's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, that's so loud. Yeah, I get that you w- want this to happen. I totally understand that. Like, even just listening to girls or ladies who were in their early twenties, mm-hmm. like getting around, uh, like riled up about i don't know trash recycling mm-hmm. it's like cool i love all of your points and i totally get it right what the fuck are you gonna do about exactly. it though exactly nothing tomorrow you're gonna be just fine you're gonna go to work because you got responsibilities right that's right you're not gonna do shit nope because it takes a lot of work it does and it requires a lot of sacrifice yeah. and it's hard i think uh, people equate protesting with the doing the actual work where I like think so, yeah. I was I was out there. I was at the whatever march or whatever protest and therefore I'm I'm good. I'm done for the year. You know what I mean? Like I did my part. But that's not necessarily doing your part. That's just including yourself in something. You know, yeah. like hey, it's don't forget about me. Hi, I did this too. Yeah, I'm over here and you're gonna post it on your social media, you know, so everybody can I don't know, give you Patchy on the back. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, oh wow, you're so good or whatever. Um, <laughs> which is like, which is bullshit. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. uh, I guess that, that idea again, that just personal responsibility doing what you believe in and actually, uh, putting that into action. I think it'd take a very like loud, aggressive action for people to start actually being heard. How do you mean? So the 1% when everybody was camping out in the parks and it was a huge problem. Mm-hmm. I think more measures to that degree are required. Okay. What 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 sort of act, what sort of like change do you think that instilled or not going to work? Camping out in an area where you're not allowed like just not listening to the rules. Mm-hmm. You can't camp here after a certain hour. This is a public place. Yeah, we pay for a lot of this. That's the only true. reason why you guys are in control in the first place is cuz we give you that power. Right. And you're not going to break anything down if the status quo is like, no, I got work to do. <laughs> That's true. Some, there, it takes some sort of personal sacrifice. It takes everybody sacrificing, mm-hmm. which we're not going to do because not a lot of us are going to break away from something that feels safe and like it feels right. Right. Because this is the paradigm we've created. Yeah. Um, speaking of paradigms, the one that we've shifted into is is some is definitely one I think I have a personal problem with. Um, because I mean, obviously, you know, I, I, I tend to kind of just say whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and these days there's a lot of pushback for things you should say and shouldn't say. Right. Um, I worked, um, I worked on a weed farm for a while and day in and seven days a week, 
all day, 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. I worked with the same people in the same small room. And there were a lot of people from Orange County, a lot of girls. There's one guy, but the rest of them were girls from Orange County. And really? The, the, yeah. Very, very, like, the type of social justice type people that you see on the internet. <laughs> they're, yeah. like, they're characterized on the internet. Like, oh, shit, they exist. And I spent a lot of time with these people got into a lot of arguments but you shouldn't say that this is why you shouldn't say that and you're a piece of shit because you said that whoa 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 whoa, whoa. exactly yeah. it's it's uh, i don't know man i i it just doesn't mesh well with me and it's kind of like um luckily i'm not the type to be shamed into because they definitely attempted to shame me into uh, falling in line yeah with their way of thinking um how are you going to like Sorry to cut you off, yeah, yeah. but how the fuck are you going to be so for that way of living and shaming people mm-hmm. because you think that they're offending another person? But you're offending that person in the same process, you piece of shit. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean, but yeah, they could. the least they could have done is like, okay, we understand where you're coming from uh-huh. and we don't vibe. Which is, dude... That's okay. That's okay. Don't definitely. fucking shame me, though. That's true. Very much so. I, I remember one time in particular, uh, we were talking... I forget what the topic was. I think it was uh, buying homes as a, a person of color. It's what they... POC. And obviously, like... Well, I mean, I guess it's not super obvious, but I'm Mexican yeah. fully. Like, I don't have anything else in me. I'm, I'm 100% Mexican. And this girl referred to me as, like... She says what you people did to us and she's mexican too and she knows that like i've spent two months with this girl already like well, you know who i am you know why would you did you just say what you, you people? people she's like oh excuse me what the fuck you know Whoa. What I mean? yeah, that was that was kind of harsh i took that a little bit personally yeah um, but you know i i didn't let it get to me too much but uh ugh. That sort of language, that sort of like uh, regulating language, I don't, I don't, I don't. It's not inclusive, it. and that's what causes problems and barriers. Yeah, and I mean, dude, like, you see things differently from me. That's, that's cool. Fine. Yeah, let's talk about it. And yeah, I love to argue, Ugh, and that's one me of my. Too. I love arguing. It's fun. It really is, especially when you find somebody who's not going to get offended, and they just want to explain themselves. Yes, and they're like, okay, cool, I get that, but let me see, tell you why I oppose to that. Mm-hmm. That's fun. It's um, it's very rare to find people to argue good people to argue and with. It, which brings us back to that point of self awareness. I think people who have some self awareness are more inclined to explore ideas you know what i mean because they're kind of to some degree they're at peace with themselves they know who they are they believe in what they believe in a lot of times it's through emotion or experience sometimes it's through logic and that's cool i dig that a lot but most people like i said they take this prescribed like catalog of ideas and and apply themselves to those, all of those ideas. Like I, you know, you can't have one without the other. So I'm going to be all of these things. Mm-hmm. And when you argue with these people, a lot of times it's like, uh, you know, you malfunction. Like, uh, I don't know about that. And I don't know what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. I get you. <laughs> okay. I'm, I I'm glad you. somebody does because I, I definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. Yeah. It's really hard to find neutral-minded people yeah. to have discussions with. 
And and also, like, do with the whole shaming thing is that people... I mentioned to you about the name of my podcast where right. a friend of mine told me that you don't think you should change it because you might alienate and you're going to offend people. And I told him, first of all, if you're offended by the name of my show, it's like, you know, don't listen. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I, I don't want you to listen, you know? Because you're probably not going to hear something... Yeah. Yeah, you're going to hear something you don't like anyways, maybe. Maybe, but maybe. Even just it just based off the name like I'm not talking about gay people. I'm not like shaming gay people. I'm literally using myself in the title like mm-hmm. me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like and that sort of thing just kind of comes from my, you know, just overthinking everything like, oh, am I gay? I don't know. You know what I mean? But like <laughs> coming to that conclusion like, oh no, definitely I'm not gay. Definitely. <laughs> Which is like, you know, <laughs> And it's a shame that people kind of would, somebody like a friend, that friend, he read that. It's a kind of like, it's the idea of questioning yourself and questioning the, yeah. Yeah. Because consciousness. I've questioned my sexuality before. You know what I mean? I've done it several times in my life. And it's just that sort of conclusion, you know, and and I'm just speaking for myself, not for, you know, like definitely I'm not gay. And if you are, you know, you should be ashamed of yourself. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's not the point here. Yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> that's fun. I didn't know that's how that came about. Yeah. No, I talked about <laughs> this on the first episode uh, and I've mentioned this before, just kind of uh, where I went through several times, several periods of time where I wasn't explicitly attracted to women. Mm-hmm. Not that like, you know, oh God, I just like I almost felt dead inside and I just like I don't feel anything Mm -hmm. maybe it's because I'm gay (laughs) but I've I've never been attracted to a a dude you know and if you are whatever I don't care whatever but I've never been attracted to a dude but just that idea that like well I'm not attracted to women so maybe am I gay am I and just like obsessing about the idea and then just being able to let it go at one point what are your rabbit holes yeah yeah um, I think that's uh, as good a place to end it as any. Yeah. Uh, I want to thank Heather <laughs> for uh, being on today. Um, anything of you want to want anything you want to end on? Uh, question everything. Question everything. I like it. Thank you guys. I wish you could loop this so I could freestyle over it. Oh, fuck. Dude, that's how, how does it sound, though? Does it sound fucked?